Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. This morning, we're going to talk about the avatar, 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 avatar. Um, that's going to be the title of our message. You guys can bring this stuff up. That's fine. Um, Father God, we say thank you for your grace today. We say thank you for your mercy, Lord. We ask you right now, we bind distraction. We bind the enemy. We bind uh, any distraction, Lord. Lord, thank you for the deliverance that's been happening, the healing that's been happening, the, 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 the message we are getting during the week of people who have been set free things that they have seen that happen in their life and the way our eyes have been opened. Lord, I'm asking you this morning, we can feel, the enemy doesn't want this message to go out, Lord. Lord, I'm asking right now, Lord, because it's a key to, to, to a walk to a, the way we live right now. Lord, I'm asking you to fill me with your presence. We bind Jezebel. We bind any snake. We bind witchcraft. We bind any hindrances right now. We bind any distraction right now. We take authority against you. We bind unbelief. We bind unbelief. We bind the spirit of deception. We bind it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you are supreme. You are king over all. You are the Lord of Lord over every type of demonic spirit that will try to hinder this message this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bible, let's start with John 8, 44. We're going to talk about several verses. Um, first verse we're going to start. He says, this is what he says. John 8, verse 44. He said, you belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. Pay attention to the word truth. This is what we're going to target today. Um, for, the, for there is no truth in him. He, Satan cannot say anything truthful. In the moment he opens his mouth, all he can say is lies. And when he lies, he speaks his native language because that's, what, that's who he is. For he is a liar and the father of all lies. Let's, let's go to the next passage in Revelation 12, verse 9. Are you with me this morning? Uh, I'm not talking to some Baptist people or Methodist Episcopalian people. Sorry, no shame. <laughs> but we, we, I want response. That's how you receive. Amen? Uh, and the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of all. He's called the devil and Satan who deceived the world, who deceived the whole world. Uh, uh, deceive means lying, deception, when somebody's not truthful. Uh, and he said the whole world. Let's put that verse again, uh, Revelation. It was not half of the world. It was a sum of the world. Pay attention. When those people put those things there, and I know with the culture we're living in, we think, this, you know, I'm, I'm a super person naming, you know, I, I, I'm smart enough. You're not smart against the enemy. It's only God's word. And the Bible says in the last days, the day we live in, which I truly believe this, if you, how do I say that? Anybody with common sense who has some type of spiritual understanding, you understand the time that we're living in is, is, is not the same way it was 10 years ago. Something has collapsed in society. I'm not trying to scare you, but it's not the same. 
every foundational truth we know with common sense, you say, this is something is not, something's not normal. Um, and the great dragon, let's put the next first Corinthians, the second Corinthians 11 verse 3. But I'm afraid, this is Paul talking to the church, to the Corinthian church. Paul, one of the most powerful per person other than Jesus in the scripture, Paul wrote almost 60% of the New Testament. Jesus write the music. Paul played the music. Jesus laid the foundation. Paul put, put the structures together. Paul, Jesus gave the men doctrine, but Paul went and developed and gave structure. Everything that we know about the church today is Paul. Baby dedication, Paul wrote it. Um, communion, Paul wrote it. The rapture, Paul wrote it. The gift of the spirit, Paul wrote it. And he's saying to that Corinthian church, he said, but I'm afraid. He said, I'm scared. I'm terrified that as the serpent, remember, deceived, lied to Eve by his craftiness, by his smartness, your mind, and this is where we're going to talk at this morning, will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't know if some of you have seen the movie Avatar. Well, Avatar, the concept of Avatar is, 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 is something else controlling another body. And, and a lot of us, it's a popular thing. Most of you, if you have, if you have cell phone or iPhone now, if most people don't put their picture. They put an avatar. They call it, what is your avatar? Avatar is an image, but behind the image, it's you. The avatar can even dance. The avatar can talk, especially with the AI right now. You don't even have to show up. You don't have to make an announcement. Avatar can speak to you. They can talk to you. But behind the avatar, there's a real person. And that's what we're going to discuss today. What does Satan want? What is his target? And we've been talking about the series about the enemy. What is the target of the enemy? The target of the the main target of the enemy is your mind. When Satan wanted to lead the first men, the first women or parents to sin, first thing he attacked, it was the mind of Eve. Uh, and that's where the battle started. As we can see in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, uh, Paul said, the first thing, just the way the serpent led evil away, the enemy is going to attack your mind like that. And he's afraid. He was afraid. You're talking about Paul, a man who's never been afraid of anything. You know, one time they beat Paul. He was bleeding. He almost died. Paul got up and went back to the same city. He got beat up. He wasn't afraid. Paul was so fearless. One time, the, one, one, one of the prophets show up and, and, and give him a prophecy. Paul, if you go to Jerusalem, you, they're going to kill you. You say, you can't go. God, Holy Spirit sent a message to Paul and said, do not go to Jerusalem because if you go there, they're going to cut your head. And Paul is so fearless. He said, I don't care what Holy Spirit said because this thing that happened to me, I'm going to go there to Jerusalem and go preach. And he got beat up. He almost got killed. This man was fearless. And that's why God used him. But Paul used the word, I'm afraid. That the same way the enemy attacked Eve's mind, that demon will attack our mind. Why will, why will Satan wants to attack your mind? Because your mind is the command of your life. It's the CPU of your head. It's the database is where everything happened. It's the engine of your body. And that's why Satan wants to destroy it. That's why he wants to attack it. That's why he wants to fill it with, with lies. Um, 
Uh, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, and, and, and a lot of the secular people use that thing, but it's in the Bible. He said, uh, for, for as he think in his heart so easy, as a man think so easy. The way you think, that's, that's who you are. If you think, if, if you buy things, that's who you are. If you think like a murderer, you're a murderer because everything is in your mind. So Satan knows if he can attack your mind, he can change who you are. Somebody say amen. And not only that, when God is talking to you, he talks to you most of the 70, 90%, 99.9% when he talks, he talks to your mind. If he's going to, even here you listen to the gospel, it's going to your mind, it's going to your brain. You're hearing the truth, it's going to your mind. And based on that, you accept the truth and you start leaving it. Your mind is the, is the receptor. It's how God speaks to us. And also, it's the same way with the enemy. And the enemy knows the way he can control you, the way he can change you, the way he can mess you up is to your mind. Somebody say amen. And that is why it says in Romans 10, 12, verse 2, and, and Paul saying to the church, woman said, do not confirm to the pattern of this world, but be he transformed of what? of your mind then you because if your mind is right you can know what's right you can know what's wrong but if your mind jacked up you don't know what's right you don't know what's wrong that's why he said for you able to test and approve for you to be able to test and approve it has to come from your mind and that's why the enemy wants to attack your mind are you with me this morning and the tools that Demi used to destroy you, to destroy society, is lies. That's his first weapon that he used, is to bombard in your mind with lies this morning. The, his ultimate goal, the ultimate goal of Satan, of his demons, is, is, to, is, to, is to make you believe a lie. Because the moment you stop believing a lie, you will start acting like it. That's why it is important as believers we protect our mind. And Paul says in, in Philippians 4 verse 8, I'm going to go to a lot of verses with you this, this morning. He said, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is, you know, the old, I used to have to memorize that thing. This is an old school church, you know. You need to memorize that verse, modern 21st century church. He said, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, lovely whatever is good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's any worthy Praise, dwell on these things. In other words, think upon those things. The enemy will inject ideas just like God with his truth. He can set us free. Because the Bible says once you know truth, the truth will set you free. And it's the same thing. If truth can set you free, that means lies can do what? Lies can keep you in bondage. And the enemy does everything he can do. If he can get you, if he can get you to believe a lie, he can control you. Genesis 3, let's go to the foundational of the scripture. The Bible says in Genesis 3, let's read these things. Let's read this thing because I'm going to show you something here. Because the enemy is the same tactic that he's been using since the beginning of time. He said, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field that the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, this is what we're going to hit here. Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree of the garden? This is a lie. First tactic of the enemy. As you can see in this passage, Satan deny, reject. He makes look like what God says is a lie. He said, 
surely you shall not die. And that's his first strike. He denied Satan. The first thing, the way he hits you, he makes you think that the word of God is not true. That's his first weapon. He's to tell you there's no truth. Truth is relative. God is not real. This Bible is fable. It's a bunch of stories. There's no absolute truth. There's, it, it's, it's, it's fluff. This is fluff. This is, this is all religion. All religion is the same. And not only that, he'll take verses out of the Bible. Flip, that's why they, they, they'll change the Bible, take, take things out. Because the moment he can't deny and say the truth is not right, he pulled the main foundation. And not, not only that, he said he replaced the truth with lie. This is what he says. Not only he took the truth out, he said truth is no longer there. So what he does, he creates his own truth. He says, he said, he said, you will be like God. At first, he said, you will not die. He said, God doesn't, God doesn't exist. God, don't, God is not real. God is not going to do what he says. And the next thing you know, Satan created his own version of truth and said, you will be like God. You are basically in our context, basically Satan will tell us, there's, you are your own God. All gods are the same. There's no life after death. Do whatever you want. Since there's no truth, since there's no truth, since there's no foundation, I, you can come up with your own truth. There's no absolute. I'm going to create my own version of truth. I know that's what the Bible says, but I don't believe what the Bible says. I'm going to create my own version of truth. And what are we seeing in society right now? Is people, because, because, the, because for years they've been bombarding, there's no, we were created from a monkey. You were created, not me. You were created from a monkey, not me. <laughs> so, so because people don't believe God created them, just because they don't believe God is the ultimate creator, guess what? We come, we came and create our own things. We say, hey, because of that, you can do whatever you want. There's no life after death. There's nobody you have to give account to. Because at first, they, they took that. They said, God doesn't exist. They took the Ten Commandments out. They said, we don't need this. So, so based on what you're judging people, based on your opinions, and that's what them has been doing to this generation. And that's what he does. It's just like the moment, just like Jenga, that Jenga here. Everybody can see that Jenga? So, so the, what, what the enemy does, all he has to do is take the truth out. I don't know if I can do this. Because if I can want truth out, all I have to do, God doesn't, God is, doesn't exist. God is not real. All I have to do, I don't have to do anything else. Just bombarding you at the school, the school system, and says, all of us were created by a big bang theory. God doesn't exist. There's no truth. There's no truth. All of us, there's no life after death. There's one, there are many ways to God. You can be your own God. And that's all he had to do, take couple truth out and then step back. Because without, it's just a matter of time, without those foundational truth, without the final foundational truth in society, it'll collapse sooner or later because there's no truth. Are you with me this morning?
And that's what Danny does. And our heart, you can do whatever you want to. And now, because this is what, this is what happened, check Eve out. So once God said that, Eve, because, she had, because what, she, what she was supposed to do, the moment she saw a snake, first of all, what are you doing here? She should never entertaining that snake. There should never be a conversation. But the moment that the enemy plant that seed in her mind, guess what Eve does? Eve come with her own doctrine. She took away from God's word. Remember at first God said you freely because God is not a tyrant. God's, because God will give you the freedom of choice. God said you can freely do whatever you want to. Guess what Eve said? He, she took the word freely out. She took away from God's word. Not only she took away from God's word, she added to God's word. She said, do not touch. Not only that, God never said, do not touch. It's not what God said to them. God never said, don't, don't eat it. God never said, do not touch. She put up some more stuff. Not only that, she changed God's word. God did not say, lest you die. God said, you will die. It's not, it's, it's not, a, it's not going to be a coincidence. There will be death. Oh, you with me this morning. And that's what the enemy does to control you. It's by taking from God's word. And the moment he takes away from the foundational truth, he can control you. The Bible says, just if you will, shout, you, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And it's the same thing. If, if truth can set you free, lies can put you in bondage. And the moment he does that, the moment you accept the lie of the enemy, the moment you entertain the lie, the enemy has access to your life to control you. Through lies and deception. The Bible said in Revelation 12 verse 9, he said the great dragon, let's put that verse here. And, and the great dragon was drawn down the age old serpent who, was, who is called the devil and Satan. He who controls continually deceives 24-7, 24-7. That's what he's thinking. How can I deceive humanity to tell humanity that God doesn't love them, God doesn't care about them, God constantly, continually he's bombarding us with the mindset, with that thought and our mind. And he has done a great job with humanity. Continue to seduce the entire, the entire world, not some, the entire world, with his angel. And the moment you accept the lie, he can control you. The moment you come to agreement with the lie, the enemy can, can control. The moment you give access to the lie of the enemy, he can control you. And he used your mind. You know how Satan controlled Judas? You know how he controlled this? Let's put that verse, John 13 verse, uh, uh, John 13 verse 2. At first it was a thought. The Bible said it was a thought. It was a thought. He, Satan, the Bible said, was, the, the devil had put the ideas. Watch this. The, uh, it was an idea. He sent that lie to, to Judas' mind. And Judas entertained the idea. Ooh, I can make money if I can. It was an idea at first. It was a thought at first. It was just simple, a thought that comes to my mind, to his mind. 
You know, a lot of times, a lot of time, the way the enemy is attacked is by a thought. He just throws out things and said, nobody's going to know if you cheated on your spouse. Nobody's going to know if you sleep around. Nobody's going to know if you're watching that thing online. In fact, you can clear out the stuff. Nobody's going to know if you take that little shot of drugs. That's between you and God. It was a thought. Let's put the next verse, verse 27. From thought, it became an action. As soon Judah took the bread, Satan, which was a thought, which was a thought in his mind, enter Judas. At first, it was a mind thing. It was just a simple idea. But because Judas accepted the lie, Satan entered him. And Judas, Satan took control of his body. Satan took control his entire mindset because he gave room to the enemy. And that's what the enemy wants to do is the moment we accept the lies of the enemy. I don't know what the lie is telling you, but the moment you agree with it, you accept it, you give the access to the enemy to control your life. It's just like this little car right here. You know? Oh, there it is. The car's here. It's a nice car. It's a nice truck. But somebody is controlling it. Oh, there you go. You get the point I'm trying to tell you. The car is there. I'm not in the car, but I can control the car. And that's what Demi does to us when you accept the lie. When you accept his lie and say God doesn't exist, you can do whatever I want to, and you start accepting the lie because you don't believe the truth. And Demi has access to your life. Demi can control you. He can do whatever he wants to do. He just become an avatar. He just become a body that he, he used to, to do his work. Just like God needs you and I to do his work. When we accept the truth, God used me and you to help people. It's the same way when you accept the lie, Demi will use you to destroy people's life. To destroy other marriages. To step on people. To do things that you, went, you never thought that you could do because you accept the lie of the enemy. Herod was an avatar. Pharaoh was an avatar. The prince of Persia, the Bible said there was a prince there, but there was somebody on top of him who was controlling him. How do you change a society? How do you change a whole crowd, a whole group of people? What do you do if I'm Satan? If I was Satan, I will put people in place that can influence people who can create laws to back up the lies. How do you influence a group of generation? It's by putting, just like he did in Daniel, he, he put people in high places to make people worship. Remember he said, if you don't worship, he'll kill everybody. He put a king there and he said, if you don't bow to those instruments, we'll kill you. But he put that person in a position of influence so he can, so he can push everybody in the nation to worship an, an idol. How do you change law? How do you, how do you push lies? Is by putting people into places to, to control people. 
Second Thessalonians verse 2. Watch this. The Antichrist is going to be an avatar. He's just going to be a skin. But the Bible says somebody else is going to control him. The coming of the lawless one. He's talking about the Antichrist, right? He said he's according to the working of Satan. According to who? He's going to do the work of Satan. There's a passage that said Satan's going to give him all his power to do his work. There's somebody, yes, he's going, to be a, he's going to be a major person. But beyond that person, there's somebody who's controlling that person to change the rules, to tell everybody, if you don't accept, you'll get the mark of the beast if you don't worship me. But we'll see a person, but beyond the person. Are you with me this morning? He says, the coming of the lawless one, and I know, and I know it's, it's old school, we don't call about the Antichrist, but there's the spirit of the Christ is here, we can see it. And we have to tell the truth. The, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan what, with all power, signs, and wonders. Just because somebody does miracles doesn't mean God's with them. If it doesn't line up with God's word, we balance here. We believe in miracles, but if it doesn't line up with the scripture, we say, no, keep this foolishness to yourself. Because demons can do miracles too. You didn't know that? But we're not going to throw it because demons can do it. We're going to throw it out away. No, we don't. We still believe God can heal people. Amen? We balance here. Um, with all power, signs, and lying, and lying orders. And lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception, how is he going to deceive, deceive seven billion people going to be deceived to, to worship this guy to take mark, mark of the beast? It's to lies and deception. Because people accept, because the, the, here's the thing. Watch the reason he was able to control humanity. He will control humanity. Because of what? They did not receive the love of truth. They didn't lack the true word of God. Let's put Revelation 13 verse 14. I need to make a parallel. I need to confront this. I need to say something here. Watch this. Remember I tell you to share stuff on Facebook? Remember I tell you that? I'm going to check after service. Oh, watch this. Revelation 13 verse 4. He said they worship the dragon. They worship the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. Forgiving the beast, which is the Antichrist he's talking about. The dragon. There's two people he's talking about here. We're doing some Bible school here. We're breaking down. Dragon, the beast. And, and they worship the dragon, forgiving the beast, such power. And they also worship the beast who is as great as they also who is also as great as the beast, they exclaim who is able to fight against him. They're worshiping Satan, but they don't see Satan. They worship the Antichrist. But they're not really worshiping the Antichrist. They're worshiping Satan. Satan's not gonna show up on the scene. It's gonna be a man that's gonna stand there. But they're gonna worship the man, but they're not really worshiping the man. They're worshiping the dragon, Satan. And I know some of you saw the Grammy this week. It was a human being dancing on that stage. And they even said, we're going to worship tonight. It was a human being where that artist is, he needs Jesus, we're going to pray for him. He said, well, they don't know, but he was an avatar. 
You see him in the stage. You see him in the stage, but it wasn't him. People get on their knees. They were giving allegiance. They don't even hide it. It's blood. And then you come here, can't even raise your hand, and the world's going crazy, worshiping the demons. I'm not judging them because they're the world. They don't know what's better. You know, the church needs to do better. We just need to pray for them. But if I was said that, how will I lead people astray? It's by putting people in place. Who, just like I heard, get somebody, uh, get somebody up front who has money and let the rest of the world follow them. And that's what we saw at the Grammy this week. How will I control a whole group of people? It's by, it's by pumping lies every day to education, through the media, through music, through movies, through the arts, through friendships, through some association. That's how he's bombarding the lies. And the moment, give me that thing. The moment, thank you. The moment you believe the lie, this is how he's leading a generation. This is how he's leading this generation because they believe in the lie of the enemy. That God doesn't exist. I can do whatever. I, I can do whatever I want. I can choose to be whoever I want. I can be whatever I want because they believe the lies of the enemy. Somebody say amen. When Hitler tried. How did Hitler influence so many people to believe that Jewish people were lesser human beings? The first time he tried, it did not work. It took him close to 10 years, 15 years. He tried to overthrow the government, but people didn't believe his stuff he was saying. Hitler changed his tactic. He said, I'm going to use information and start telling them that you're superior and start telling them that the Jewish people are a lesser human being. It was to lies. He was able to deceive a whole society. To kill six million people. Kids or no kids, babies, they should just throw you in fire and do some crazy tests on you because you believe a lie that said you are a superhuman being. What's the race of her and race? What's the race? Where's my, where's my history people? Yes. And that's what the enemy is doing in these last days. That's why he's fighting truth. That's why the enemy is bombarding truth, pulling the truth out any way he can. That's what he's doing in the church, pulling the truth out. You hear everything from psychology 101 to psychology 260, but you will never hear God's word. You will never hear the truth. You, will ne- you don't even, they say, don't even worry about carry your Bible. We'll tell you. And the moment he does that, he can control you. Somebody say amen. How do we fight the lies of the enemy? 
Let's go quickly. How do we fight the lies of the enemy? I'm about to close. There's four things you need to do to fight the lies of the enemy in the last days. You have to do to fight the lies because let me tell you, the Bible says, this is the dragon. There's a word in the, I forgot, I forgot to put that verse, but it said the dragon will spill water out of his mouth. But the, 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 when you go to the original language, what it means, it's not water he was, he was, he was spitting out. It was images. It was word. He was spinning it out in the last days. How do we fight deception? Because we see deception so rampant. First is humility. You have to be humble. God cannot teach you or show you things if you think you know everything already. Most people don't want to receive truth. Even here coming to church, they think, I already know everything. So what is he talking about? I already make up my mind. It's pride. And, and they don't open their heart to receive the truth. Humility. There's so much more. The more I say the Bible, I say, man, I didn't know nothing. Because the more you stay, say, man, God, this is truth. And humility, that's the first thing you have to have in, in the last days to fight the lies of the enemy. You have to have humility. It's what he says. He said, God resists the proud, but he gives what? Second thing is to resist deception in the last days. Oh, I'm telling you, to resist deception in the last days. He says, second, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, this is what he says. He says, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, didn't believe the truth, but had, had pleasure and unrighteousness because they did not believe or cherish the truth, the word of God. They stopped believing the lie of the enemy. If there's ever a time in these last days that we have to cherish his word, it's now. This book has to become something beside your bed, not something you just read on Sunday morning. You have to live by it. Everything that you do, you have to cherish his word. That is the most precious gift God has given humanity. His word, his word, his word. And we have, for us to survive the lies, the lies of the enemy, we have to base and, and, and base and build a life based on his truth. Somebody say amen. We have to love the word of God. The Bible says not only we have to love the word, but we have to memorize it. It's not something you just read, but you have to put it in your heart. The Bible says, I've hidden your word in my heart so I may not get sin against you. If the word is not inside of you, you will fall into sin. The only way the Bible says he'll remind you the truth. That's if the truth is not there, those people cannot remind you nothing. That's when you have to have the truth hidden in your heart. When you face temptation, when the enemy bring the lies to you. You remember what the word of God said. God said, I will love people. I will not talk bad about people. I will not touch somebody else's spouse because the word of God says it. But if there's no word, if there's an empty brain there, guess what? You will fall into the lies of the enemy. Somebody say amen. We have to memorize God's word. Not only you have to meditate, memorize it, you have to meditate on the word of God. You know what meditate is? You know how you worry? You worry about something. Oh, I need to pay this. Oh, I need to go there. Oh, I need to do this. Something bad's going to happen. And that's the same thing with the word. That's how you meditate on God's word. He said, man, the Lord is my shepherd. Is he truly my shepherd? Yes, he's my shepherd. He said, he will lead me into the path. You meditate. You, you whine over the word. You, you, you complain over it. You, you chew it. Because that's all in your mind. That's what meditate. And let me stop right there. And let me stop right there because I have to bring correction. And I see a lot of 
guided meditation is not the same meditation by chewing. It's not empty your mind because that's new age. If you empty your mind, a demon will enter you. And I see a lot of new churches, a new app, say they take the same stuff, new age. They call it guided meditation to empty your mind and keep saying the name of Jesus, Jesus. No, you're going to call something else. The Bible doesn't want you to empty your mind. That's, that's new age. Oh, did I, I just bust somebody's bubble? I know a lot of new modern churches, modern apps, they're promoting that. Guided meditation, it is witchcraft. You open your mind, a demon's going to come in. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, let me go ahead and say it. Enneagram, let me say this. Let me say this. And I said a couple years ago, and people say I'm crazy. I saw a lot of my friends with Enneagram. I don't even, I don't play with that. But the moment I saw it, just because you see something, you remember the lies of Demi. He's always repackaging stuff. The guy who invented Enneagram, it's a true story. The guy said it was the spirit that gave it to him. You don't need to find your identity in, in a stupid sign. Let me get back to the sermon. I'll talk about that next week. Be ready. I'm going to bust some bubble next week. <laughs> We're going to hit some stuff next week. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, memorize his word, meditate his word. And, and you must use God's word. The third thing you have to do to stay, to stay from deception. Oh, I'm telling you, the fear of God. The fear of God. The fear of God. I believe the reason people fell into deception because the fear of God is not there. They don't believe God. God does it. God, God pay attention. He said, whatever you sow, you shall reap. It's, it's, it's not a gimmick. And I think this generation, we have lost the fear of God. Going up, they said, you're not, there's, there's a certain way you cannot walk to church because they said, don't do that because they have, a, they have a sense of reverence for holy things. They have a reverence for God because they believe one day they have to stand before God. They have a reverence. I'm not going to say this about somebody because the Spirit is there. There's a reverence. But we have lost that in the last, in this 21st modern century. There's no fear. God is not my homeboy. God is not your homeboy. It's a lack of disrespect. The fear of God and using his name in vain. Our generation, the day we live in, we just use the name of God in vain. GD, this, GD, this, GD, that. And they said, oh, you're not afraid to get hit by a lightly. The fear of God. Father, you can come. The fear of God. He says, come all children. Psalms 34 verse 11. He said, come all children. Come all children. I will teach you the fear of God. I will teach you the fear of God. In this last is where there's going to be deception. The Bible said even the elect. Because I'm telling you, there's an increase of deception to deceive the world, to accept the lies of the enemy. And our children and the youth, we see it all over the place. And they lost that, the fear of God. Lastly, this is it. This is where we're going to park that plane here is let's read this thing Revelation 12 verse 11 it says it says and they overcame him they overcame who? who did they overcame? and 
they overcame him. Hallelujah. They pushed back. <laughs> they were able because overcame means it's somebody that was that had power who was pushing you. That was pushing and you was you were just pushing backward because you didn't have no strength. And that was humanity for two thousand years. The enemy was was we're we're under servitude. We're slave to the enemy. He got us in bondage. There were no hope for us. But when Jesus died at the cross and he gave us his blood, David thought he won the battle. He thought he had me. David thought he had me. But 2,000 years ago, oh, behold the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. Oh, Satan think he got us. But we are able to overcome him. All the stuff he has tried to push back, but because of the blood, who say, Satan, you don't have no place in my life. I can overcome you, not because of my righteousness, but because of what he has done for me at the cross. Not because of what I have done, but because of 2,000 years ago, he sent his son, Jesus. He sent his, Jesus, his son, Jesus, to die and save us. And because of the blood, I'm not afraid of you, Satan. Because of the blood, I'm not afraid of you, demons. Because of the blood i'm not afraid of what gave said towards me because of the blood i'm not afraid of death because of the blood i'm not afraid of sickness because of the blood i'm not afraid what gimme does to me because of the blood i can't overcame you i can't overcame you somebody say amen oh get up on your feet this morning oh because of the blood we can overcame him oh we can overcame him i know what you're going through this morning the lies the lies of the enemy or oh, some of you all oh, this generation all oh, the lies the lies the lies the lies the lies all oh, the way he's bombarding this generation with lies you can choose your own truth no you cannot choose your own truth you don't get that permission to choose your own truth the moment it's not God's truth it's lie And that's what he wants to do to us, to my kids, your kids, is to pull away truth. God's not real. He doesn't care. God loves you, but he wants you to change. He loved the sinner, but he wants the sinner to change. Because there's an idea, you can leave whatever you want to, and you still make it to heaven, no. You need to change. You need to repent. That's a lie of the enemy. You don't need all that. It's 21st century. You don't need the Holy Ghost. You don't need the Holy Spirit. This is stuff for the old days for your parents. This is what he's doing to the church. This society. Marriage is not between a man and a woman. It's between whoever you want to marry. Life is not a conception. You can kill a baby however you want to. Because they're not life. They're just a blood. They're just a piece of me. Murder. Somebody's life is not that important. You can shoot them wherever you want to. Sex outside of marriage. Oh, sex is just sex. There's no consequences. This is what he's doing. You can hate your brother because they're white. Because they're black. 
Because that's what society does, lies. You hire, you better than somebody else because you have a color. Black and white Hispanic. It's not only white people racist, black people racist, Hispanic people racist. You can go and lie about somebody, lie about that job, lie about your resume, lie over somebody. It's okay, there's no, there's no, there's no remorse. You can play with Ouija board, you can play with witchcraft, you can have your little um, um, crystals, thank you. You have your little crystal, oh, it give me good energy, I feel good, I feel good. Oh, I can use a tarot card, there's no, there's no demon, this thing doesn't exist. It's just good energy, good vibe. If you text me good vibe, I'm cancel you. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, nobody text me good vibe. Oh, let's get back. Oh, I can do yoga. You know, it's just, it's just, I'm stressing out, there's nothing wrong with it. You open your house, demons comes in. Are you with me this morning? This is how he's destroying humanity. Lies. There's not Jesus is not the only one way. There's several ways. Buddha is a way. Confucius is a way. Gandhi is a way. Uh, Muhammad is a way. Everybody going to heaven. Oh, let's talk about the church. God doesn't require holiness. This is an old school message. He doesn't require to live holy. God doesn't require for us to love one another. He doesn't cause all that. God did not create earth. He didn't create humanity. He didn't create human beings. And all you left is chaos. And that's how he can control. That's how he, dis he dismantled society in, the last, in these last days. Because for Satan to reign, there has to be chaos. There can be no structure. There can be no structure. For him to control your life, he has to create so much drama, so much pain in your head. Chaos, hurt, pain, hatred, unforgiveness, chaos, 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 chaos. You don't forgive somebody. Chaos in your life. Your only grudge is chaos. Chaos, sleeping around, watching porn, doing his chaos, and then he's coming in to control your life. And you just become an avatar because you've been deceived by the enemy. And he has done that to the church in America. Don't call you, don't call yourself you're reformed because you don't believe the whole Bible. I'm reformed it's because I believe the whole Bible. Let me keep that. I'm just throwing shade at some people. I'm the real reformed because we believe the whole Bible. We believe in the gift of the spirits. Hallelujah. Raise your hand right now. Oh, yes. Father, we say thank you for your grace. Oh, hallelujah. No more deception. No more deception. No more deception. Deception. The deception is rampant in this world. It's rampant. It's rampant. Let's do those prayers. We're going to pray those prayers this morning. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want you guys to repeat this deception. Because a lot of us have been deceived. Deceived by the enemy. Deceived, deceived by the serpent. Deceived by what the enemy's been telling us. You know, I'm, I, this, is, this, is, this is life changing stuff because this morning, as I was sitting this, I said, This is real. I don't want to be deceived in this last days. I don't want to be deceived because the enemy is pumping deception everywhere it goes. Sin is sin, holiness is holiness. 